the stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay? Great, Michael. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Happy, happy to have power back on after last week. Were you out for a while? Did um, they have it turned off? Uh, my little neighborhood power remained my oh, office great. for whatever reason lost internet oh. so i figure wherever the the comcast hub router whatever it is was on the wrong side of the street where the power got turned off because <laughs> there's power in my office but there wasn't internet in my office yeah which you know you're helpless if it's you don't like, have internet yeah, okay, these days I right need, i can't be working out of the office so i'm going back home but back home i was like you know, is there a chance to, because as you know, they were doing rolling power outages here in California, yeah. a bunch of them today, another bunch the next day. We didn't get our power turned out like everybody else did the first time, but they're like, all right, the next rolling outages start at noon. And I'm like, all right, I guess we got to be ready. Knock on wood for whatever reason, we got lucky. Good for you. Never, That's lost, great. never lost our power, never lost our internet, but everybody else around us in town, completely gone. Yeah. Two days, two days. Yeah, we avoided it. You know, we had pretty high winds here and they shut down the power surrounding us, but we we made it out. And I mean, they have to do that because, you know, the, we got evacuated last year because of the fires. So it's a real danger. But yeah, I'm glad you uh, you uh, managed to escape that. So um, before we get into our discussion this week, because uh, we're flying solo, um, as always, lots of love for HypeBot.com and bandsintown.com. Thank you to everybody over at those two great organizations for what you do to support the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We appreciate it greatly. We do. Um, and as as always, um, today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. Amazing yeah. folks at Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step -step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including a merchant download store to sell music and merchandise commission-free, tour calendar to promote your shows and sell tickets commission-free, a mailing list, tools, Grow your fan list and send out newsletters. Uh, they've also got crowdfunding now, commission-free. Mm -hmm. They've got fan club yep. subscriptions. They've got a ton of features that musicians should be using. Yeah. Um, of course, they integrate with Twitter and YouTube, SoundCloud, and other services. And they have amazing live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Plans start at just $8.29 a month, which includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your 30-day free trial, and be sure to use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Banzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, to build your website and EPK today. And 
We also want to say thank you to the fine folks at DiscMakers.com for sponsoring the Music Biz Weekly podcast. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media. Yes, there is. For for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments, as we know, are so small that selling products, physical products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs has become such an important income generator. Every CD you sell at a gig, you'd need maybe 3,000 streams to make that same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com, place your order, and when you check out, put in the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you'll get free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more from Disc Makers, up to $150 value. Hurry, the code expires 1231, end of this year. So head over to discmakers.com and order your physical goods. Use the promo code FREEBIZ. Um, Jay, so yeah. we kind of were tossing around a dumb number of ideas for what to talk about. What are we talking about today? Well, we, we've both run into the same situation with artists and managers um, who maybe aren't where they want to be. Um, and one of the kind of classic um, statements that we hear is, you know, a comparison with another artist, you know, like, well, we're from the same area as that band and, and they're doing better. We should be doing better because we're from that area. Or, you know, we're, uh, you know, a jazz band or a heavy metal band and this, this, uh, we're better than this other band. You know, why, why aren't we getting either the notoriety or the press or the social yep. numbers or the streams or whatever? And it's a conversation that can be challenging. It can be a difficult one. But, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier. We both know a very um, uh, high-powered rock manager who said to one of his artists, you know, the reason you're not getting this like this other artist, you don't have the heat. And, And I just thought that was such a simple and brilliant way of putting it because you have to be genuine. Right. You have to have integrity and you have to be yourself and you can't always compare yourself to other artists, bands, managers, whatever, because you you aren't them. And I think a lot of artists get stuck in that comparison uh, trap. Um, Yes, it's kind of nice to see, you know, other folks that are in our lane you know, are, are we underperforming or overperforming based on what they're doing? Just as kind of an indicator, like if you're really off the charts either way, right. I, I think that can be a little bit helpful. But the challenge, I think, is is to focus on what you do, what makes you different and what makes you who you are and and focus on that and not stress so much about what the competition's doing. Yeah, you know, you've got to focus on creating your own genuine heat, not trying to duplicate somebody else's heat. And and in general, my philosophy has always been, whether it comes to podcasts, business, anything, don't worry too much about the competition. Competition is good, and you got to know what's going on out there. But 
I think we see this, especially with bands, as you were talking about, where it all of a sudden becomes the competition. Well, that band is the number one band in my city. They're getting all the bookings. So we're going to duplicate what they do because mm-hmm. obviously it works. And that's the wrong way to deal with competition. Competition yeah. should make you better as yourself, not turn you into a duplicate cheaper version of what's already working right because think of it this way if that's how you think and that's your how you operate you're always chasing somebody else you're always going to be number two yeah always because you've always got put a target on somebody else's back and you're following them and and my attitude is Put the target on your own back, be yourself, and have everybody else follow you wanting to duplicate what you do because they can never do that. That yeah. That's ultimately what it comes down to is you can't duplicate what that other successful band was doing, that other successful singer, songwriter, studio musician, whoever it is. You can't duplicate it because you're not yeah. them. You're not in their world their circumstances you've got your own and you've got to focus on your own and and create the heat around yourself yeah yeah i think that's exactly right and you touched on two things kind of a sound and a trend um you you and i see this all the time whenever you know a a band or a style gets popular there's a lot of kind of copycats that that come around but you always know the genuine article, right? There's always those folks that everybody's chasing. And I think there's so much value in what you were saying of driving down your own lane and letting people chase you. You and I were talking a little bit about um, another uh, podcast that you do, Three Sides of the Coin. And what I think is unique about that and a good kind of comparison to bands is that you have your own entity, which there are other people that do kiss podcasts. Yeah. But you 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 have your own. Then you have three personalities and it's not contrived. The, you know, Tommy, Mark, you are all being yourselves. It, it, when I see you guys off the podcast, you're the same person. We're the same way. It's not an act, you know, it is what it is and it would be stupid for somebody to go, "Oh wow, they're having a lot of success. We're going to we're going to copy that." Yeah, yeah, and exact, and we've seen that where people are like, "Well, we're going to talk about Kiss. We're going to have three people. We're going to do it on video, and and get better gear. We're going to get better mics, better cameras, better lighting, because if we do it better than them, we will be better than them." And it's like, that's not it. That's the mentality that thinks if I go over to Abbey Road and record an album, I will be the Beatles. Yeah, that has nothing. To do with it, right? It's an amazing. It's wins. an it's it's an amazing thing yeah. to be in that building, but if you don't have that unique chemistry that the Beatles had, you can't recreate it just because you're using the same board, the same studio, the same drum kit, the same guitar. You know, I could if that if that were the case, I could be the number one DJ in the world because guess what? I own a MacBook Air. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. should be mixing everywhere. You've got the I've tools. Got, I've got I've got the same tools as the the pros have. Yeah. I got headphones. I got a MacBook. Yeah. I got a microphone. 
well, I should be just as good. Exactly. I have a works. I have a Telecaster, right? So does uh, John Five. Yeah. You know? um, just because you have the tools, and the other thing that I keep thinking about is best isn't always best. Interesting, aspirational things, connecting with your audience. That's where you really get. Uh, uh, you grow your audience. For example, you know, some of my favorite vocalists are not good vocalists. Yeah. You know, like Tom Petty, uh, oh, Bob about, Dylan. About David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. <laughs> I mean, you people will say, well, I can sing better than that guy or I can play. Let's let's take the Ramones, for example. They weren't um, Toto. They weren't Steely Dan, but they had a massive following because they were unique. They were themselves. Right. Yep. And I think if you can find a lane where you are, where there's integrity and you're doing something that's what you love. And that's the thing I hear in interviews all the time, whether it's from baby bands to kiss. The, the key thing that I love hearing is where, where they say we're, we're writing this for us. You know, we're, we're trying to make the best stuff that we like, right. and hopefully the fans will like connect it. to it. Yep. Because the moment you start chasing it, and we've all seen this, and, and we talked about a band earlier today that's chasing a trend. The moment you start going, well, the, the trend is really more towards this genre. I think we need to write songs more like that because they're in vogue right now. I think there's a lot of risk there, a lot of risk of alienating your fans you know, fracturing that base. I, I think history has just shown that when bands typically do that, it's going to fail. There's more failures than there are successes when it comes to chasing trends, when yeah. it comes to music. Because, again, you're chasing the trend. You're now not the first. You're not the innovator. You're just following along. And by the time you get there, that trend could already be dead and gone and now you're coming yeah. around to it. You're right. The, the the hardest thing for an artist to do is to say no. And, and what I mean by that is you're going to get from managers and producers and other musicians and record labels and agents and everybody around you is going to tell you what they think you have to do mm -hmm. to succeed. Yeah, no shortage of opinions. And you have to have the strength to say, no, we are doing what we believe is right, what we love, and we're sticking to our guns no yeah. matter how hard it gets. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I've said this so many times, at the end of the day, it's your name that's on that product forever. It's not yeah. your manager's. Your manager's name's on there in a little font on the inside sleeve. Yours is the big name right there, dead center, That's right. front and center. You've got the name on the spine. It's your photo, not your manager's photo, not your agent's photo, not the label president's photo. The critic's review isn't going to be about them. Exactly. You have to live with that the rest of your life as a representation of you. Yeah, so you that's better, a great point. So you better do something that you can sit back and go, okay, maybe it's not going to sell, but I'm damn proud of what I just recorded and released because it's from here and yeah. it's me. And if it doesn't connect, that sucks. But yeah. I didn't create something 
you know, I always use the example, everybody knows we're KISS fans. I didn't create Music from the Elder, which was KISS's Chasing the Critics back in 1981. Yeah. They were like, gee, we need to prove the critics that we are a good band. We're not just this makeup, blood-spitting, fire. We We are a real, solid, smart band here. So we're going to go get the guy who just produced Pink Floyd's The Wall, and he's going to produce this amazing concept album for us that's going to be smart, because this is what the critics like. Looks good on paper. Looks good on paper, and then when it comes out, critics don't like it, and guess who else doesn't it's, like it? It's derivative. Your fans. Yeah, the the fans, you know, uh, they spoke loud and clear. And, and, you know, you and I had Seth Godin um, on the show a while back. And one of the books that he had written, which is so perfect for this, it, it was about a purple cow, right? And, you know, you don't want to be the brown cow or the black and white cow because there's millions, millions of, of them. You want to be the purple cow. You want to be, I mean, why do people like Alice Cooper, David Bowie, Lady Gaga, you know, Lizzo, I could go on for hours. Why are those folks standing above the crowd? Because, and even Kiss, because they had the nerve to be themselves, follow their own path and be ridiculed, uh, torn apart in the press. And say no multiple times. I mean, yeah, as, as you were mentioning that, I was like, yeah, I mean, the story Again, let's go back to Kiss because we know them so well, yeah. but everybody knows them. You know, when they got signed, they were wearing makeup. Their first record deal was Casablanca Records, distributed by Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers didn't like the makeup one bit. Warner Brothers wanted them to take the makeup off. If you want us to sell this, you take that makeup off. And Kiss said no. We are not taking the makeup off. We're sticking to this. This is who Even we are. Even if we lose the deal. Even if we lose the deal. And guess what? Casablanca did separate from Warner Brothers. After the very first album, they were no longer distributed by Warner Brothers. It was just Casablanca fighting on its own now. So that's what you've got to do. If you believe in it, you got to stick to it through the good and the bad times. And believe me, there's going to be plenty of people who are saying, all right, it's failing. So here's the plan to change this all. Yeah. And and you've got to be able to sit back and go, no, no, you know, we're going to stick to what we think. This is our style of music. This is, you know, you don't, you don't want to do the the hair metal bands chasing the grunge trend that happened in the 90s. All of a sudden, Warrant is releasing an album that sounds like grunge. And you're like, and Motley Crue did it. And Def Leppard did it. And everybody did it. Everybody did that. And and that doesn't last. That That's a blip in your career. It's a, yeah, it, it, it never, how many artists do we hear? Oh, they're going country. Yeah. John Bon Jovi is going to do a country album. Um, Steven Tyler is doing a country album. Okay, great. If that's what you want to do, because that's who you are and creatively you want to do it, great. But you can't can't sit here and go, well, I'm huge over here. Therefore, I'm just going to add a little twang and I'm going to become a country star. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. There there are artists that succeed 
you know, doing what we're describing, but not many. If you listen to ministry, they did a pretty Aaron big shift. Aaron Lewis is a great example of somebody who went from metal to country because he's yeah. real. Yeah. He's honest about it. You know, and, um, you know, the, the, the singer from Hootie and the Blowfish, yep. you know, went, uh, Darius Rucker went, yep. went country, but it was, it was genuine. Um, and that's the difference in what we're talking about is if, if it's a genuine thing and you have that passion, then it's not contrived, but people can smell it a mile away. Yep. They know when it's real and, and when it's not. And I'm telling you, it's, it's much easier to go, oh, you know what? Let's look at Greta Van Fleet. They brought guitars back in a big way to a lot of people's ears. Um, there weren't a lot of guitars in the music when they came out. People complained that they were derivative of Led Zeppelin. They complained about a lot of different things, but they were following their path, whether you like it or not, and they've stayed on that path. And I think there's something respectful um, oh, and there's some time. integrity there about not bucking, uh, at, you know, to the trends and saying, okay, well, right now this type of music is popular. I'm going to go down that road. I, I think that sometimes you can be ahead of your time and sometimes people need a little chance to catch up. Yes, a lot of it is timing, but you're going to be a lot happier and have a lot better career and make better music if you stick to your guns and, and follow your heart and not try to jump on all these yeah, trends yeah. and you, be like you, somebody else. You've got to learn to say no. It's very easy to say yes to every bit of advice and input you get. Yes, we'll yeah. change singers. We Well, listen, we had the guest Dave Lopez from the band Flipside on number of months ago and you know after their first album the label said you need to put a female lead singer into your band and the band knew that wasn't who they were but they did it and guess what everything imploded and it's not a part of their history that that they're excited about anymore yep it's very easy to say yes it's very hard to say no because that no might mean well, you're not going to. You might lose your record deal. You might lose your record deal. You might lose your manager. You might get half the budget. You might might lose uh, your your lead guitarist leaves because you're not changing the direction the way he wants to go. It's very hard to say no and and accept that something like that could happen. Yeah. But in the long run, that's what you've got to be able to do. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was watching this thing last week. Um, Cheap Trick was on uh, Dan Rather's uh, interview show, and it was one of the best interviews I've I've seen with the band. And they talked about the era. I think it was like around 1989 when when the Flame was uh, a big hit for them. That it was kind of their comeback record um, through CBS, and they were bringing in all these outside songs. Yep. And what I loved about the discussion was they said, nope, 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 over and over when they brought these songs in, that this is not us, this is, you know, and they, they stuck to their guns, even though it could have cost them dearly. Finally, the flame came in um, from an outside writer, and I think three of the four listened to it and said, nope, and I think it was Robin that said, well, wait a second, you know, let's, let's cut a demo of this. And he cut a demo of it, and the other guys went, holy crap, that sounds like us. That is, 
you know, that's a cheap trick. Sometimes, you know, it takes that. You have to do it in your own style. But I guess the point is they stood to lose a lot um, because I think it could have been their last record, um, new record uh, through CBS. And they weren't going to bend uh, on that. And they ended up having one of the most successful records of their career. But yep. you're right. It's easy to go along with it. It's always easy to say yes to every bit of advice you get. I mean, I, at, at our very small level, we get that all the time on this podcast. I get it all the time on three sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. The listeners know what you need to do to be more successful. Your fans know what you need to do to sell a million albums your next release. Yeah. No, they don't. Let's just be clear. They don't know. <laughs> Let them talk and think this and make them feel welcome and <clears throat> contributing and everything else. But you've got to be able to walk away and not listen to all of that noise because that noise can, and we've seen it, we've all seen it with bands, can destroy things because you yeah. just listen to all the chatter and changed who you were. You changed your styling from... You know, from jazz to pop, you went from, you know, yeah. metal to country to what, you know, and people are like, no, that's, that's, that's not yeah. you. And then you get pissed because it didn't work. And now you're getting pissed at everybody around you who gave you advice. Hey, you didn't have to take their advice. Yeah. You, but that's at, the thing. At the end of the day, yeah. you are the boss. Yeah. Because you, you get, band. you get to a point where, and you've seen this a million times, I'm sure, People get in your ear, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, manager, friend. Oh, you know what? You should be the lead singer of this band, not him. Or, man, you guys should be playing bigger shows. I'd dump that manager and get this one. And the one that I hear probably more than any other with my clients, and I probably hear this every week, is it's this grass is always greener mentality when it comes to PR. They always say, get a different oh, well, publicist. You know, yeah, that band got CBS Sunday Morning or Tiny Desk or they got a Rolling Stone feature. You know, how come we didn't get that kind of thing? The grass is always greener when it comes to PR. But with with publicists, they all kind of have the same Rolodex, give or take. Yep. But the thing that separates them is if you get one that's an evangelist that yes. says, you know what, I get what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I and will I'm fight not gonna, this. And I will, yes. I, will, I will beat people over the head until they get it. Exactly. And if you get someone like that, and then what happens is, you know, and, and again, this happens pretty regularly, an artist or a manager typically will say to me, you know, this, this, this other band, they're getting a lot more. I think we should go with that publicity firm. You're not that band. You don't have that narrative. You don't, you don't have, have the heat. You don't have the heat. You don't. And it all comes back to that. The heat is what will make things happen. You yep. can't create heat by duplicating somebody else's efforts. Yep. You have We've to create it on your here. own yep. genuine heat. And, 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 and that's what the industry yeah. will recognize. That's what, what public media will recognize. That's what the fans will recognize, that this is them being themselves, and it's exciting, as opposed mm -hmm. to, oh, gee, you're just jumping on a trend and you're trying to get this heat off of these other bands that are already succeeding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, and and I've said this it. on this podcast probably a hundred times and I'll keep saying it because it's true. The harder I work, the luckier I get, you know, from my grandfather, right? Um, you, you create luck 
by working hard and sticking to your guns. You know, not by there's if if it was that easy, if you could cheat your way to the top or, you know, if it was so easy, you could just jump on that bandwagon. Everybody would do it and everybody does try to do it. And yes, once in a while, you know, uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. There's some people are going to succeed, but it's 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 uh, lightning in a bottle. It's one in a million. Your your odds are you're not going to be the one and you have a much better chance of, of sticking to your guns and do what you do and be the best at what you do and give your fans what you really are. Yep. There, there you go. Be, you just got to be genuine. You got to yeah. be yourself through all of this. Sounds easy, but it's, it's, it's hard. Very, it's very hard. I, I, I can tell you, I mean, it's very hard. There's times in podcasts where I'm like, well, you know, maybe they are kind of right. Maybe we should change this, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that would have been very easy to do, but I then remind myself okay, maybe that change makes that person happy now. But what about the person who loved it the way it was, who's going to now be unhappy because you changed it in a different direction? Yeah. And if you are happy, so ultimately that, to me, in my mind, that that cancels out worrying about anybody else's happiness. Yep. When When you're an artist, and I don't care what type of art it is, you can't create art to make other people happy on purpose because you can't figure that out. You've got to make that art for yourself to make yourself happy. And then as you, as you said, hope that other people identify with it and connect to it and they, they understand. And, and honestly, my, my feeling is they will because they'll sense the genuineness of it. It's the only thing that's ever worked. Yeah. 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 I mean, in this day and age with social media, Everything is just so transparent now that people can go, well, wait a second. I can go back online and two years ago you were you were a jazz artist and now you're trying to be a heavy metal artist. Yeah. Um, it's all no, right there. It's it all doesn't right go there. Away. You can't you can't you can't spin this. And trust me, they will Google search you. Oh, it's got, <laughs> fans will Google search you. Industry executives will Google search you. Everybody will. Booking agents, everybody. Everybody will. So so be genuine. Create your own heat and learn to say no. That's it, everybody. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. As always, please head over to iTunes. Leave us a review and rating. We greatly appreciate it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button so you never miss another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. We're out of here. See you next week.